Hey everyone, and welcome back to work. I'm your hostess, Trinity the Tuck. Today I'm joined with Shea Coulet. Get ready because today we'll be talking about sisterly scandals, hot topics, and more. Welcome to work. I'm your host, Trinity the Tuck. This is going to be my first podcast interview over Skype. I don't know how the quality is going to be, but I promise you we're getting the equipment to make sure that this is 100% awesome for you guys. So with that being said, let's begin. Welcome, Shea Coulet. Hey, what's up? How's it going, everybody? Great. How are you been? Oh my goodness. I've been good. Just... You know, girl, here in Chicago, it's starting to get really, really cold. Like, it was actually, like, glove weather today. Like, I was out running, doing errands, and my hands were freezing, you know, just the way I like it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you do it. I, I hate the heat here in Florida, but I just, I don't think I could deal with extreme cold. You know what? I think there's, like, something about the cold that I like because it forces me to, like, go inside and do the work that I'm supposed to do. When, like, the weather's, like, lovely and, like, nice, I just want to go outside and, like, blow off all my responsibilities. <laughs> well, I think I just don't like it because, like, I just, I tend to freeze. And, girl, when silicone gets cold, it's it's like an ice pack. It just stays really, really cold. Oh, I bet you it just, like, looks so firm. <laughs> well, it looks firm all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have some fun topics I want to talk to you about. Uh, we're going to start things off with a segment called... Sisterly scandals. Sisterly scandals. Oh my god. I know that you just left Neverland uh-huh. as your management, and they've had a lot of drama around that. Can you tell me uh, what your experience has been with them? Um. Well, you know, it was like one of those things that like started off like really, really good. He was actually somebody that I considered like a really good friend, and somewhere along the way, like even with like other like professional relationships like something changed and then all of a sudden it was just all like there was just like this overall like lack of like transparency and honesty which was something that we were like always promised and then like once you know you really started to like look under the covers I started to realize that he was just like flat out lying to me and you know those are the types of things that you know you just like can't tolerate or deal with and I'm still in the process of trying to like recover what you know like money that I worked for from gigs that I still have not been paid what and, you're um, still owed money yeah how much money oh well you know we'll talk about that later because there might be a little um uh, we might have to litigate on that one. Oh, okay <laughs> so you don't want to talk oh, okay I totally get it mm-hmm. I you're not the only girl there's been a ton of girls that yeah, have left some, them yeah there's been a ton of people that have like come out um, like, I was kind of, like, the first person to kind of say anything publicly, like, really just, like, full out. Um, and that's just because I had, like, used every single resource that I had to try and, like, get um, my money from him. And he just, like, was not responding, you know, um, coming up with just, like, all these, like, crazy just, like, excuses and just, like, you know, just, like, flat out lies, you know, that he, I caught him in. And it, it just got to a point where I was just, like, this is just, like, so, just, like, unhealthy, and you're threatening my livelihood, so, like, we've just got to, like, end this relationship, and I've just got to go. 
Do you think that um, he will ever rectify the situation between you guys? <clears throat> I really doubt it because I feel like um, what I've learned over the years with the way that he's carried himself, um, he really doesn't take accountability for his actions like an adult should. And like he has such a level of like narcissism where like it just always turns out to be like somebody else's like fault or problem and like somebody else was in the wrong. It's just like one of those, it's like textbook, you know, like I, like the things that he's like tried and sense that he's like pulled have like really like showed me just like what type of person he really is. And that, you know, I just, I just, um, I don't wish him like, I don't wish anything like bad towards him because I'm just not that type of person, but I, 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 um, I just, karma is, is real. And I, I'm a really, I'm a big believer in karma. So I was just going to ask you if you had one word to describe the situation, but you just, you did karma. Karma is the, yeah. the, the appropriate word. Yeah, well, um, exactly. it, it's, it's very unfortunate with a lot of, um, people that have to do with that are affiliated with drag race girls. I feel like people really do try to take advantage because they think, Oh, they're making so much more money and Mm -hmm. you know, they have this fame and they're not going to notice or, you know, I can get away with it because they need me. Uh And, and you know, that has, that goes along with, with Neverland. They took advantage of you there. I've known a ton of designers who do that. They, they'll like upcharge you way more yeah. because you're a rude girl because they think yeah. you can afford it. Yeah. I, um, I've like run into that a few times with like a couple of designers where, you know, I was like, you know, quoted a price and then like got the work and I was just like, the work does not match up with what was on the price tag, you know? Um, do you want to say a name? No, because <laughs> I know that they've done some amazing work for some friends, um, and you know, with their relationship with them, that's their relationship. But for me, the product that I got was something that was really subpar, and they tried to pass it off as you know. I was like, I've seen your work in person on other people, and I know what you're capable of, and this is not it. And I was just all like, you know, you charged me top dollar for that. And that's what that's the type of quality that I'm expecting because a lot of people I think some of these designers don't know like I went to college for this I know how to make and build costumes so when I get something you best believe I'm gonna inspect it and you best believe if it has like a high price tag I'm gonna be looking all over that garment to see if it's worth the money and the time what people they play that. Well, not just that, but you're a fashion girl and like you, hello, you've worked with a ton of designers that you know what looks good on you, what, mm-hmm. what quality work is and why would you want subpar work? Anyway, um, I hope that your, your thing with Neverland gets worked out at least where you get your money, girl, because that's, that's awful. But yeah, I would love that. <laughs> I want to talk about, um, we, ha- we haven't really talked too much about season nine since that all happened. Uh-huh. Um, now that it's been a couple of years since the airing of season nine and you've had time to digest that experience, what is your takeaways of the finale? Because to me, you, like you going into the finale, I knew you were going to win. Mm-hmm. What, what are your like, takeaways? I, I mean, 
honestly, it was weird. I just didn't feel it, it's that's how I just like kind of had like this like sense, this like knowing that for some reason it just didn't feel like it was in the cards for me. And I started to feel that way, like just like a couple of weeks like prior to us even um uh filming that. Cause I could just feel like a shift um in the fandom and like things that people were like saying they were just kind of like um they were kind of like over <laughs> me and for like the reason that they were like oh well she's doing like so well like so what's like cool about that and I was just all like oh damn when like <laughs> I was like I guess like storyline wise that is you know it is but you know like getting to the finale I just was already I just had had just like such like a rough personal year that it just like I don't know I I remember being there and it's just like there's it, it like plays over and over in my head and um you know I was there but I wasn't like present I was just kind of like going through the motions and I feel like you know it showed with like the really um passionate performance that like Sasha gave you know um and not to say that I didn't give it my all in that lip sync, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't, there's something, there was like something in the water. I didn't feel like I was going to be walking away with a crown. And I kind of like had this like sense of knowing it was weird. Cause I don't you know, know if you remember, I don't know if you remember when we were all getting ready to like walk up there to do our first like walk out, all the girls were in that stairwell and it was like me and you, and I just before we like hit this landing, I just started getting like really upset. Like I was like, like was like about to cry, and you're all like, "Are you okay?" And I was just all like, "I don't know. Like I just don't have a good feeling, and I just really, really miss my dad." And you were just all like, "No, girl. Like it'll be okay. Like you got this. Like this is your moment." Blah 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 blah. blah. But I, but it was weird. Like I just felt this odd chill before we all went to go like start that filming. I was just like, I don't think that this is gonna go the way that I wanted to. You know, it's it's going through that experience, especially the first time outside of All Stars, because uh, All Stars is just a different experience. In, in in my experience, it's just completely different than going yeah. for your regular season. Is that um, you don't you don't know what to expect, and you also yeah. don't. I, I don't know that I maybe you you think differently because you had a lot of friends that were on the show before. We we were on season nine, but yeah. I didn't ha- I didn't have a lot of experience with other girls knowing that knowing them before the show, yeah. and um, where I didn't really take into consideration that it is a TV show. I was you exactly. know the whole time I'm thinking this is a competition, like mm-hmm. you know fair is fair is fair is fair, but really in all reality, it's a reality show. It's yeah, not it's, exactly. it's less a competition than it is a show, yeah. and um, things aren't going to go the same way a pageant goes or a regular competition goes. It, yeah. They they have to have things that happen that keep the show captivating and interesting. And definitely our finale was that. Absolutely, 100%. I 100% agree. If you could do one thing over from season nine, what would you do differently? Um... <laughs> Which I guess I would have uh, had a reveal for that first lip sync. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, hello. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I try to not have like any 
uh, regrets. I always try to like think of them as like lessons and what I learned from it. In the end, I found to be extremely valuable and like the type of drag queen that I've become like as a result of that experience has like really, really, I feel like um, just helped to like elevate me into just like a much more um, dedicated um, performer. Do you think if they would have asked you to come back to season um, 10 right away, would you have, would you have been mentally ready to do that? No, Mm-mm. no, <laughs> there would have been no, Mm-mm. no. Yeah, no, they, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And, and like, yeah. not, not just emotionally, but financially, it's a lot. Financially, really, it is a lot. It is such an investment. Um, and you have to think that, like, this is, like, TV. These things are going to be documented forever, you know. Here we are, like, uh, three years after we filmed season nine. And, like, there's still people that, you know, draw and do fan art of, like, looks that, like, we wore on, like, our season. And you're just like, that stuff lives on. So you really do want to put your best out there and like invest in having, you know, stuff that's going to be memorable and captivating and, um, you know, stuff that will get you booked. Well, you know, you're definitely known for your look, um, the, the way you dress, your makeup, your hair, you're very innovative. You always come out with something new and trendy. Um, can you tell me like if you have any listeners that are newer to drag, uh, maybe like a drag tip that you do that may be something different than others do. It could be something to do with your makeup or like a wardrobe or something like that. Um, I would say one thing that I think this is just like a smart like tip for me, like girl that's like trying to be out there like working, doing gigs, like get separates. You know, people get like they start off in drag and they want to get like the dresses or the dresses or cute or whatever. I'm like, get separate so you can like turn like one outfit into like four different outfits. Like Bitch, that's some good that. advice. You yes. Know, I never like, thought of that. Like always do that. Invest in like getting separate so you can like get more money out of it when you're like really young and starting off so that you can like you know, Bitch, fuck that. I'm, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that advice. Bitch. I'm going to get separate. I'm, I'm yeah. going away in my closet, girl. I'm going to get all new separate. <laughs> the separate. And girl, it's crazy because, like, you know, there are just like little pieces that I have that sometimes, you know, I'll get something like brand spanking new now, and then I'll reach back in that closet and I'll be like, oh man, like, this little piece just like really sets it off, like. That's like that's like the best little advice that I can get. Well, I'm gonna take that advice. I, um, yes. I have a couple of hot topics. Mm, hot topics. That I would like to. There, it's not necessarily to do with drag. It does a little bit, but not so much. Uh huh. And uh, one that kind of pertains to you is Iggy Azalea. Uh huh. Um, how was it like working with her? Oh, you know, um, she was really sweet. We had uh, worked together at Roscoe's. Um, she was doing a release party there, and I was booked to come through and do a number. And so I came through and did this, like, number really quick. And um, we met, and uh, she was really sweet. And then she um, tweeted me and was like, hey, uh, would you want to be in my music video? And I was just uh, like, at first I thought it was a fan account. And I was just uh, like, it's like, why don't you just, like, randomly, like, tweet me like that? Yeah. Like, oh, that's for real, her. So we slid into those DMs, and I was like, "Oh, are you for real?" 
She's like, yeah, if you're available. So then, you know, I got in touch with her people and, you know, we set it all up. And um, the plane ride out there was like not the best. Um, I like had never told anybody this, but like, okay. So um, I was taking a red eye uh, uh, Delta to Atlanta. The video was shooting in Atlanta. Um, flying first class, like it's maybe like two in the morning. And, like, I'm asleep, and I feel this, like, hand on my thigh, and I was just all like, oh, it's this person tapping me because they need to get up and go to the bathroom because I was on the aisle seat. And this guy, I, like, wake up, and this, like, middle-aged white guy, I, like, look up, and he, like, literally pulls, like, the back of my neck and tries to kiss me. What? I'm kidding you not. And I, like, pull away. And I push him away, Trinity, and when I, like, push him with, like, my hand, he just grabs my hand and holds it, like, really tight. And I'm, like, looking at this stewardess because I feel like I, I think that, like, she can see because, like, everyone else is, like, asleep, you know? And I'm, like, sitting there, like, what the fuck is going on? And so then, like, he's, like, holding my hand, like, super tight, and then I, like, pull it away, like, really, like, fast again. And he kind of, like... I don't know, like, comes to, and he's like, oh, oh, um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just, um, and I was just all like, uh, I sat there for, like, 10 minutes, didn't say anything, and then I just was like, no, that really just fucking happened, that was insane, and so I get up, and I go to this stewardess, and I start to tell her what happened, and I was just all like, is there any way we can, like, move my seat? Because it was, like, the guy that was sitting next to me, I was like, did you guys, like, because I, like, fell asleep as soon as we got on the plane. I was like, did you guys, like, overserve him, like, alcohol? Like, what is going on? Like, he's just, like, on some other level right now. And she's like, no, 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 no. And while I'm talking to her, he, like, gets up, comes to the bathroom, totally, like, as an intimidation tactic. And, like, as he goes to the bathroom in, like, the front, I'm, like, talking to her. And I was like, that's him. And so then she, like, calls this, like, other, like, uh, attendant from the back. And she comes up, and I'm, like, telling her the story while he's in the bathroom. So I know he's probably in there just, like, trying to listen to the tea. What? So, like, yeah. And so then he comes out, and he's just all, like, <laughs> he's all, like, trying to play it off. Like, he's just, like, this harmless, like, uncle, like, oh, are you guys talking about that thing that, like, happened, like, back that, that like, it was that wasn't anything. And, like, the stewardess was, like, Sarah, I need you to go and sit down in your seat right now. And he was just all like, oh, no, that was, like, nothing. I just, like, had a fight with my girlfriend, and I just, like, you know. <laughs> he had a fight with his girlfriend, so he's going to, like, suck your face off? Yeah, but it's not <laughs> like I was in drag or anything. Like, I was just, like, literally just, like, you know, just, like, trade on the plane. So I was just like, what the, what the hell is going on? So luckily there was, like, another seat available, and they, like, moved me next to this sweet old lady that was just all like, did something bad happened on your that flight back there? And I was like, yes. And she's like, oh, well, you know, go and get some sleep, like, because, you know, you'll probably need it in the morning. I was like, thank you. So this wow. sweet old woman. But that literally was, like, what I, I literally had to get off that plane, too, and go and do film the video. They asked me if I wanted to, like, you know, press any kind of charges or anything against this guy, but they're like, we'll have to get security called. And I was like, I literally have to go to this video shoot, so I can't even hold this guy accountable for feeling up strangers in an airplane. Girl, that he was trying to get some good chocolate love, girl. He saw oh those voluptuous lips, honey. God, I, <laughs> I was 
so shook. Like, imagine being woken up out of your sleep to that. I was like, what the hell is going on? Well, let me ask you a serious question, though. If he was hot, would you have let him? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because there's like all these people around. And, and that was the thing that was like so bold to me. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, is he like an owner of this airline? Because I was like, how else would this guy think it is okay to just like grab a complete stranger like up here and like just like try and put the moves on them? I was like, is this a conspiracy? Is like, are people not going to even listen to me if I say anything? Like it was, it was like all that was racing through my head. I was like, what is going on? And then you had to go shoot a video with Iggy. Yes, girl. And we were, like, there all day. And, like, honestly, like, so many people, because, like, Vanjie was, like, coming in. Like, she had, like, James Charles in the video. And I, there was, like, these, like, storms along the East Coast. So, like, all these people were having, like, a lot of travel delays. They were actually, like, surprised that, like, I got in okay. And I was just all, like, I didn't mention anything to anybody on set about what had happened because there's all these other fiascos going on. Oh, wow. um, Yeah, no, I think, like, me and Mayhem were, like, the only ones that kind of, like, made it on time. And so, like, we got there early in the morning with the extras, you know, and we just, like, started shooting, like, first thing. And, like, um, Iggy was, like, really sweet, and she was, like, chatting with everybody, you know, like, um, when they were, like, setting up the shots. And, uh, uh, yeah, she did, like, lots of changes. We did lots of different setups, you know. Like, it was it was a wild day. Like And, like, they started shooting until, like, I know they shot until, like, late in the night, but, like, we were in this, like, graveyard, and then, like, the sun started going down, and I was like, well, technically, my contract said I'm only here till 7, I'm not trying to be a no-thriller kind of setup where all these ghouls, I'm just like, I, you will not catch me in a cemetery <laughs> after dark. There was no, like, there's no light. There was no lights in there besides, like, the lights that production had, like, up. So everything around was just, like, pitch black. And I was like, no, I'm... And, like, we were, like, out in it. So I was like, no, I'm going to, like, make it back to, like, the trailers at camp, and I'm going to call an Uber. I'm going to go. <laughs> Girl. What did you have... Did you, like, get to hang out with her at all? Like, is she cool to hang out with, or...? Oh, she was really sweet, but, I mean, we honestly only really, like, hung out, like, on set because, like, she was, like... I mean, it was, like, as soon as, like, a shot was, like, up and they were down, they were, like, doing, like, a complete, like, you know, drag queen ass, like, hair, like, makeup, wig, wardrobe change, like, all of that. So, like, oh, was right. where, like all of her time was, like, spent was just, like, doing all her changes. Well, um, I was reading online about Iggy um, having beef with T.I., um, and this oh. is, like, something that's been going on for a while now. Do you Have you heard anything about it? Okay, well, I was watching Wendy Williams, and she did mention in the Hot Topics that, like, um, T.I. was saying that he's, like, now, like, out on, he's, like, looking out for, like, the next fresh new, like, female rap artist to, like, kind of, like, take as his protege because he's trying to, like, rinse the bad taste of Iggy Azalea out of his mouth. So I'm not sure if there was, like, if... If that if like she said anything to provoke that, I didn't like go further in the tea, but I did remember her catching that, and I did, and like Wendy was like honestly kind of on um, Iggy's side. She was just all like, "None of you to come for her." She's like, "She did give you hits, like you know, you chose that she wanted to like you know put this like um you know girl out there and feature her, and like yeah, so, like she got into a lot of like public beefs with people and they kind of clowned her, but like that was her girl, so 
I don't really know what started the whole feud, but I what I did read was that basically he was trying to take credit for all of her success from the the one album that he did help on one song. But oh. apparently she said that he had nothing to do with the the creative process of even the song that he was helping with. Like he didn't hear it until it was already recorded and mastered. And oh. so he's just trying to put his name attached to the only part of, you know, what he thinks is only part of success of her career. Oh, damn. Wow. So, <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> that brings me to what do you what do you think about all of these artists latching on to drag queens now? We've had Iggy. We've had Taylor Swift, Madonna. Um they're, they're all having drag queens in their music videos and in their and tours, you know, Christina. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about all that? Like, do you think that they're only doing it because it's a fad or it's a movement or what do you think? Oh, um, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, now I've definitely benefited from some of these celebrities reaching out. You know, I did one of the, uh, the Christina Aguilera performance, but, um, I, I feel like, well, here's the thing. Of all of those people and all those experiences, um, Iggy Azalea is the only one that paid me my full fee and, like, then some. Oh, wow. So she was very generous and paid me what I asked because it was going to be, like, a long shoot day all day. And so I just dropped a number and I said, can you pay me that? And she was just like, yep, you know. And she's, I, if I remember correctly, she's currently independent. She's not with a label. Um, and so when you think about like these types of things that they're funding, you know, like a lot of that, you know, ultimately even with artists that are at labels, it does come down to them having to pay for it, but they do get a lot of advances, you know, because labels have a lot of money to throw at them. Yeah. But, you know, when people are more independent, that is something that's like more like on the level of like how we commission people and like we're really paying with like the money that like right. we've made. So, um, yeah, no, I think of like all the experiences I've had, like she was the one that was like the most validating of my, my time and my financial worth by paying me. Um, others, you know, after doing like a few of them, like not paid, I just started being like, no, um, you guys need to like pay me the same as like, you know, these promoters and like, you know, uh, like uh, bar owners because um, yeah, we're not like just like a fad. Like I don't like, I don't do this (laughs) just because I love it. Yes, I do love it, but it is my job. It's my profession now. So I do this because I get paid to do it. And your re- you know, your relevancy, your your creative process, what you've contributed to the art of drag and to pop culture, you deserve to get paid what you ask yeah. for. You yeah. know, my experience with the Taylor Swift thing, because we, we got, I got asked to do her music video, and then I got asked to do um, the VMAs, the, the, the VMAs, yeah, the uh, VMAs uh, live. Um, mm-hmm. That was the only artist that I've ever like done a full big thing with and uh-huh. she really really took care of us like above yeah. and beyond what my fee was like you said uh, yeah. the first class best hotels um you got the black car service girl she went out like went yeah. all out and then like 
um, the music video shoot, she came back to the dressing area for literally two hours before we shot and just hung oh. out with us. Oh. So she's like the real deal. Yeah. It was that cool. That's so sweet. And that's so lovely. And I, and I remember like looking and seeing like everyone just like posting about the experience and talking about just like how fun and like amazing it was. And I thought that that was like, you know, just like, and, it, and it's important to like uplift and celebrate the ones that do like respect like what we do. Yeah. Um, because there are some artists out there that, you know, they are just looking at us as if like, we're just like fans and all we want to do is just get the exposure. And we're just like, there just to be kind of like a, a prop, like, here we go. Um, so I want to do a, um, to close out everything, I want to do a word association game with you. Okay. Okay. So you're going to, you're going to say, uh, the first word that comes to mind, and then maybe we can explain it a little bit um, okay. about the word. So the first word is Grace Jones. Icon. Icon. So I know that she is a big inspiration of yours because you could just tell in some of your looks. Like, yeah. she is, I mean, I live for her. She's like one yes. of my favorites. What's your favorite iconic Grace Jones either look or, or movie that she's been in or song? I would say my favorite would be the first time that was ever exposed to Grace Jones was in the movie Boomerang, and she plays the supermodel Stranger. Yes! <laughs> pussy, pussy, pussy! Yes! And, like, just, like, she... I remember just her and like that movie has both her and Eartha Kitt and like those are both just like such like polarizing really just like strong women and I remember just being like who is she like as a child I was just so just mesmerized by Grace Jones and like the looks that she's wearing in the film like just like everything and so then Obviously, as I, like, got older and started to, like, learn more about, like, her and her, like, music career, then I started to, like, really, like, dive into, like, her and, like, her, like, hits and, like, seeing just, like, her modeling career and just, like, knowing more about, like, her and her, like, life and, you know, her coming from Jamaica and coming from, like, a really religious family, um, which I was just all, like, oh, like, to, to think that she's, like, her, just, like, her brother is, like, a reverend, like, her family's all, like, really and that's surprising because she's so outrageous and she's just like so yeah and she was like raised in like a house full of boys she was like the only girl so then like you know you just have the kind of like this really like religious repressive kind of life and she just like bucked it all went to paris became this like famous model and like fixture of musician actress like i just think she's so dope i my favorite 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 thing of grace jones is her in the movie Vamp. Oh, I Vamp. love I it. it. She was amazing. It yeah. was insane. And her as a blood-sucking vampire, I mean, I could have <laughs> asked Absolutely. for anything more. She was like a goddess in it. Next word, um, slay. Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> How did you adopt that um, as your uh, nickname? Um, I don't, you know, because when I came up with Shea Coulee, I think, like, one of the things that I just started to say it more and more, I was just all like, oh, I can just, like, rhyme with, like, so many other things. If there's anything that has, like, an A sound, like, I can just always, you know, find a way to, like, rhyme that with. 
I think the first time that I ever like really was like said anything about it like really concretely was in the um, top four challenge, the final challenge for season nine when I started off my first with Slay Poulet. Yes. Oh, I mean, I, I live. That's how I, you know, I always associate that with you. Uh, <laughs> the next one is Nina Benita Brown. Should have been Black China. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I knew it. I'm so hoping that you were going to say that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So funny. She really thinks that, too. She still thinks that she should have been Black China. <laughs> you know what? I'm just all like, I'm ready. I'm, I'm like, ready for her Black China. I mean... Nina does some of the best impressions. She's been slaying it on her YouTube and on Instagram. I've been cracking up. In her uh, mama's she, basement. No, no <laughs> I think she moved. She moved. Did she? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm pretty I think, positive. I think she she just got a new door, girl. She, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next word is yeah. auto-tune. Share. Share? You, you think that you, when you think of autotune, you think of Cher. Yeah, because for some reason, well, because um, um, Believe in Life After Love, that was like the first song that ever had autotune. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. that's surprising. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> next one is All Stars. <laughs> is great. And what a fun program you have. I mean, you're supposed to say, uh, you're the best winner. Hello. Oh, yeah, you're the best winner <laughs> ever. Ever. Well, um, next word. We'll, we'll yeah. move on. We'll move on. <laughs> Trump. Ew. Ew is your word. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's pretty gross. Did you see um, the Snatch Game for UK? Wow. I mean, the Victoria... Slayed that. You mean like, the, 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 the Vivian? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I was just. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't, you ain't, just, <laughs> you ain't giving two fucks. Watching, I was just watching um, Dragula, and I know that there's no contestant on Dragula named Victoria, but Victoria Black, the last season's daughter, Dahlia Black, is like a finalist. So sometimes it was a Freudian slip. Okay, mm. all right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Well, um, okay, so next one is Chicago. Home. The first one was, for some reason, the Bulls. And I was just like, I don't even follow the Chicago Bulls. So, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, wow. I, like, oh. I mean, I used to go to those games with my dad all the time, like, back in the 90s. And, like, it was, like, Michael Jordan and, like, Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman, who had, like, all this crazy hair. Are you talking about basketball? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Exactly. Which word. Like right. Well, I'm like now. I don't. I don't follow sports. But I guess the next word after Chicago Bulls would be home. Okay. So next word is I have two more words. The next one is fan favorite. Valentina. <laughs> Do you she's think that she, she's the OG fan favorite? Do you think that it should have been changed to the name fan favorite instead of Miss Congeniality? Um, yeah, I think they should have just given season nine the credit, you know, and just been like, yeah, you know, it's fan favorite. But, you know, um, I feel like uh, in seasons 
after that, like with Monet and with Nina West, like they really kind of did go back to the congenial contestants. You know? Yeah. It okay. was just one of those, it was, it was just like very, it was just a like fluke. Very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were trying something different. Okay, so the last one is a little controversial, and maybe you can uh, tell me your thoughts about this too. Azalea Banks. Ugh. Tired. Tired. Okay, well, um, I if I'm not mistaken, you were supposed to do some music with her, right? Yeah, she had said that she had wanted to work together, and um, I went out to New York. And, uh, like, used my miles and was, like, up in a hotel, like, waiting to, like, meet with her. It's supposed to go to the studio, and she just, like, blew me off for two days. Wow. Wait, did, and did she ever give you a reason why? She was, like, working on her booty hole soap. Booty hole soap? Look it up, girl. She literally has a booty hole soap. Yes. What? It's, like, called <laughs> a booty bar or something. She makes, like, soap for, like, your butthole. I'm going to have to check that out. Not yeah. that I'm going to support her and buy it, but I, I definitely But she can, you know, at least give her the Google search. Girl. So, now, y'all were obviously on fine terms before that. What happened? Because I think I remember seeing some drama between you two on Twitter. Like, what, what escalated the relationship between y'all? There was, like, really nothing. She just, like... I was, like, still going to, like, you know, be cordial about it and just, like, not say anything publicly. But then um, when she got, she, like, made some claims to get RuPaul's Call Me Mother removed on Spotify. And it was removed, like, for, like, copyright reasons or whatever um, for, like, a few days. But then when it popped back up, like, because I guess when, like, Ru, like, lawyers or whatever were able to, like, dispute it and, like, you know, get it put back up on Spotify, she went on this whole rant where she went, like, you know, like, ape shit on, like, all the girls. She was talking shit about me and about Aja and like, Monet and, like, just, like, anybody that she, like, could, like, name off the top of her head. And it was just, like, so just, like, sad and desperate. And I was just all, like, at that point, I was just all, like, girl, I'm just blocking you. And I'm just, like, moving on. Like, you can just, like, go ahead and be, like, a miserable person um, and just, like, live your life and make your booty so. <laughs> Well, um, the last thing uh, I just want to close out with, is there anything that you're coming out with that uh, you want fans to be aware of to take a, you know, to keep a lookout for? Um, no, not really. I'm just kind of like uh, spending the rest of this year just like planning. Um, I want some more music. Yeah. I want some more um, music. Yeah, you'll be getting more of that. Definitely is what's going to be happening. Like at the end of this year, I'm actually going uh, out to LA in a couple of weeks to do some more recording. And I've been working on stuff. It's just like, you know, you just got to get it all fine tuned and polished. Work. Well, thank you so much for coming on my pat. My Matt, let me do it again. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on my podcast, Work. And um, I can't wait to see you. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. We need to like, I know. seriously catch up. It's been so long. Well, I love you and good luck all with right. everything coming up, okay? All right, thanks, girl. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And just remember, if you can't say anything nice, come sit by me. Until next time, bye. She's working.